Welcome once again into the Soccer OG. Hey, that's me, Max Bretos. This is a very special episode 53. As we always like to ask you, please download, share, subscribe, and tell a friend about the Soccer OG podcast and the Soccer OG on YouTube. Connected but very different. You get a little bit different in each one. We appreciate all the support. We've had a bumper month and we're going to keep it going. In fact, I am joining you right now from world-famous Tony P's in the Marina, Marina Del Rey, California, where we had a bit of a viewing party and a Soccer OG live stream. Check it out. It's up there as we reacted immediately live after the USA game, as well as Mexico-Panama. I'm actually watching Mexico-Panama right now, and we'll give you a full report on where everyone stands after the most recent World Cup qualifier. So, a lot to talk about with the U.S. team. And we'll get into it. We'll, this is going to be broken into a few little segments. And we'll talk to some people that were here to watch the game. We'll talk to our friends at L3 Online to see what they think. And we will uh, we'll see where, the, after the smoke clears, where everybody is. The Soccer OG on the air from a bar. Get out and enjoy live sports at a bar. Be careful, but you can do that. But get out and enjoy it. Have a frosty cold one. Maybe something stronger. Get out with your friends. You know what to do. Let's go. We are back. As I said, it's going to be a broken up pod because I'm in a bar and with my laptop and my my mic, and I'm going around talking to people. It's a uh, it's a little off kilter, but we're trying new things here. We are trying. I am in diapers as it applies to live streaming and doing all of this. But I said I'm getting out of my mom's basement. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna mix it up. I want to talk to the people, and uh, get their thoughts because you know it, we can't just be in a in an incubator. But uh, speaking of, I, I want to talk to this young gentleman who just ordered a mai tai. Why is uh, Tony P's the best mai tai to get? Well, unfortunately, uh, this is my third one. So around my first one, I may have been able to answer that question. Now you're a little bit out of shape because right before I started recording, I had to wait. To play because they were playing music and the song was Strawberry Alarms yeah. Clock. Incense Peppermints. And you weren't too you weren't too too keen on it. No, I almost threw my Mai Tai on the uh, person in charge of the music. Well, get in your Mai Tai. You watched the, uh, what was it like to watch live sports in here? You would say it was fun, right? No, it was great. I mean, the thing is, is you've got other games on so you can catch up on your scores. They got NBA, they got some other stuff going on and then they they had the all the, the, uh, the the um, soccer stuff going on, so it was perfect. You, you got a Mai Tai, you're watching sports. Um, I can't complain. Did it look like it was cold? According to you, know it was like minus 10 degrees. <laughs> Those guys looked like they were skiing out there. I mean, guys had the goggles. They stuff. had the goggles and the, and the puffy jackets and the... No, it looked really cold. I don't know what the temperature was in Minnesota, but I'm glad I wasn't in the stands. That's very nice. Hey, appreciate your time. Are you going to uh, Absolutely. Uh, gonna take that by mic? the way, um, after I have another Mai Tai, maybe you shouldn't have me on. Okay. <laughs> and you asked me, what color is Mexico? We're watching Mexico Panama. And I said, in black. You said, don't they usually wear green? That's what I thought. And I said, well, yeah, they got a new jersey and they're mixing it up. Do you prefer them in the traditional green or you I like just, the black? Well, that's what, I, that's what I noticed them on. So I wasn't, sh- I wasn't sure if it was them or not. That's why I noticed uh, I wanted to ask you because I wasn't sure who was who. So. Do you want Mexico to win or do you like to see them lose? I just want to see USA get in and do well and make a, make a present. So that's all, I'm, all right. that's all I'm here for. Thanks a lot. I'm going right. to talk to some nervous okay. U- uh, Mexico fans here. All right. Hold on. Just mosing around the bar. Okay. Here's Fernando of uh, El Tri Online. He's very nervous. He's a big El Tri fan. But he wants Mexico to lose, so they will fire 
uh, Tata Martino. Is that accurate? That is that is correct. No, you said you want they, you want them to win, but they want you still want them to fire Tata. I mean, if it's possible for them to win and still fire Tata, that's <laughs> great. But whatever it takes to fire Tata, if they have to lose, then go ahead, lose so they so he can leave. Hey, I'm just down the bar here, and I've been watching this game. They don't look good. Yeah, it's a very boring game. They don't generate any opportunities. They just touch the ball around and then go back. The center, the, the crosses, they're terrible. There's they have no idea of, of what to do. It's like watching. Um, it's like watching uh, who's a boring team like Hungary play. That's not good. You don't want to be compared to them. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that's exactly how they're playing right now. So it's accurate to compare them. But I think it goes back to to Tata. He has to leave. He another coach with a, with better ideas, with uh, you know more knowledge on, on what players are are doing good right now. Piojo. That's a great, that's a great option. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, I know you're very nervous, but I'll let you be there. Uh, enjoy your, your cena. And uh, nice work on the uh, on the live stream. Thank you. You too. All right, Fernando. See, these kids are getting started in this industry, and we're very excited for them. We're here with the... Uh, man, that was hard work, huh? I'm going to put it... Oh, Jeff Hernandez, everyone. The man on top of it all. We're gonna, I'm going to talk to you after this Mexico game, but you know that this is hard work doing this. What is your advice to people who want to do a live stream? Man, uh, first buy a lot of equipment, <laughs> uh, then learn about it, or vice versa, learn about it and then buy it, because uh, there's a lot of technical issues that could go wrong, and uh, if you just don't have the ability to be able to improvise and troubleshoot things. Amazing. We came in here and the uh, the internet signal was so poor. And the bar, the location's great. Amazing, yes. The location, but the internet was poor and we couldn't really do anything. And you still managed to get some chewing gum and some sticky tape <laughs> and some tooth floss and I put mean, together something which we and, could and, do. And kudos to like their, their technical person here that managed to, uh, to get us, uh, you know, a signal working. But um, also like, you know, the experiences, right? Lesson learned. The next time around, like, you know what? We might just go out, out and get our own internet. <laughs> get our own internet. That's that's what we walk away from this. When push comes to shove, it's about getting your own internet. By the way, Mexico look like pantalones right now. Yeah, not looking good, man. Um, I still think they're going to pull it through. But, like, Canada's already winning, man. I was my pick. El Salvador's going to win, and they're, they're losing. Wow. So Canada's going to win again. Yeah. Yeah, so, look, if you look at the live standings, and this is this is going to be recorded, obviously. So you'll know the live standings are. We do this, but Canada will go to, oh, so they 25. Would go to tw- twenty-five. Yeah, they're in. I mean, no, they're not uh, officially. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, they would. No, because they need. Uh, oh, I think Costa they need Rica. Panama to lose, and Costa Rica would have had to have lost as well. I oh think. yeah, because if they're at twenty-five. Still nine points. Yeah, yeah, you're right. What's Costa they're Rica? In. What's What's Costa... Yeah, they're in. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're in. That's like when we worked at ESPN. It says, unless they're in, don't say they're in. I go, okay, dude. They're, <laughs> they're in. They're in, man. Yeah, exactly. The one with Panama, it has, they're playing well, and they're the ones that need the feeling the pressure of Costa Rica because they don't want to finish fifth. Because if you finish fifth, you get nothing. Right. Hey, uh, by the way, the, the, you tell your audience that uh, we think we had a Clay Guida. Oh, Clay Guida. I, I, so Clay Guida, <laughs> uh, decorated UFC fighter. I wanted to go say hi to him, but I was like, I didn't want to say, I want to say hello and I want to get a photo. So I'm going to see if I can get the photo. That's the goal. Yeah. But he's pretty intimidating. Even though it's like 135 pounder or 140. No, he's 135 pounds. Oh, pound. he's a menace, dude. Like, he doesn't look, that he's Diego, not 135 pounds right now. Remember that Diego Sanchez and uh, Clay Guida fight? Yeah. 
amazing, right? Clay Guida was a guy to always burp in between rounds. He's like, all right, I'm good. And always at a bloody pace. What about this crack staff doing a great job, huh? Man, I mean, Andres, Bear, Eddie, uh, Jeff, obviously, like, Jeff kind of, like, shied away, right? He just ran away. I was yeah. going to interview him, but... I know. No, we'll get him right now. We don't... All right, so... Uh, Fernando, obviously. And you know what? Not just that, but, Max, think about this. In our little WhatsApp group, we had 17 people in that group collaborating on this. Unbelievable. It's going to pay off. It has to. I mean, like, the team... Here we are schlepping it on a Wednesday night at Tony P's in Marina Del Rey. I had uh, fish and chips, and I had some calamari, some nachos. Wings. I had a sip of a Mai Tai, because they're very strong here, but I couldn't really drink any of it. My so, soda. Fuertucci. But uh, it's good. And uh, we'll see where it goes from here. But, uh, look, we want to... I, I really love doing this. And the, there's no sport that's more compelling to talk about than these World Cup qualifiers. Because there's so much meat on that bone. We could talk about, obviously, how great Canada has been, how terrible Honduras has been, yeah. uh, what's wrong with Mexico, why are we playing in minus 10 degrees? It's, it's so many subplots. El Salvador doesn't want to play. At this point, they probably shouldn't have played because they're losing. But. Yeah. yeah, you're right, Max. I mean, there, like you said, there's just so many things to talk about. It's amazing, but, like, you know, kudos to you because, you know, you've been putting the work, man. Uh, congrats on all the hard oh, work. Oh, thanks, man. And We're doing it our own, man. Yeah, you because know. the goal is this goal is to give people other options to listen and live stream. Yep. When the pre and post, like if you want to watch Fox or ESPN, they're great. But if you want something different, if you want to be involved, if you want to, you know, uh, have questions answered, or who knows, pop on a live stream. It's possible now. Look, look. You can you can cater what you want when you watch these shows. Look, Max. I think that like. You know, we just don't have budgets, obviously, for marketing or any of that stuff. But once we get those dollars coming in and people, like, we, we start paying, like, to get our sponsors and everything out there. Like, our name out there, really, right? Because I feel like it's hard enough with, like, word of mouth, right? Yeah. But, like, once people get to know about you, about us, they're going to be like, oh, this is pretty cool. Right? Like you said, the alternative that you're offering. And what was that thing we read this morning about uh, Liga MX? which was they had the record number of viewers and like 40% of those, 47% were in the United States. Yes, 47% of the viewers in Liga MX are from the United States. And this is the analogy that I give everybody just so they can have more context. And we put this and sum it up in 100 million viewers, right? That means that 47 out of those 100 million viewers 47 are, million. Yeah, 47 million out of 100 million viewers are in the United States. I don't know what the precise number is, but I would I would guess that it's let's assume that it's like a good healthy 50 million, right? So that means that about like 20 something million viewers are in the United States, right? Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. But and the, the, the what we take away from that is like listen, you got to cater to this audience. It's here and they and and that's what we kind of connect to. We want to do and three in the Sakurochi, and you want to cover all the bases. And I want to get someone in Canada. I want to get three. We had uh, Christian Jack last week. The idea is to get all three countries engaged, get Central. It's mostly USA-Mexico. I don't want to get off sidetrack, but mostly USA-Mexico to cater this audience that has not been catered to. <coughs> We're going to have to call in uh, Adnan Burke and Adnan convert Burke. him to a full-time soccer guy. Adnan was on my podcast. He, 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 made, he had some good topics about why Canada. He mentioned the immigration situation where all these players or families that were immigrated to Canada, and I didn't think about that, and that was a couple months ago. Wow, Mexico with a shocking free kick. I don't know, man. Can you imagine Mexico not in the World Cup? Is that... I can't imagine that, but you know what? 
it, it, it could potentially be a wake-up call like what last World Cup was for the U.S. Right. What a turnaround, dude. Correct. Correcto. Sí. So, I, but I, I don't... I don't want to imagine it for us. <laughs> no, I <laughs> want, know? look, I pulled for Mexico. I want, I want Canada. I want Panama in there or Costa Rica. I want CONCACAF to be flourishing. Yeah. And when they're playing teams from other regions, I want them to win because that all goes into the pot. I know I've said this a thousand times. Before. Right. It all goes into the CONCACAF pot, which benefits us, which benefits one day. I mean, not that it matters because it's a 48 team World Cup, but it would have more, more, more bids, more eyeballs, bigger TV deals, more interest, everything. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's a growing sport. Everybody knows that it's got the youngest demo. Uh, I was talking to my uh, friend uh, Fabiola Rangel, who's actually working on a project for her uh, UCLA, uh, UCLA MBA program. Uh, about Think about this, and this is kind of interesting, right? So the topic was, like, if you were Apple TV+, Plus, what sports rights would you go after, right? And in her, par in her per paper, excuse me, she said that what you gotta go after is MLS, if you're Apple TV Plus, right? Liga MX, Mexican national team, US men's national team, right? Yeah. And make those exclusive. Because wow. what would that mean? I like how your voice got all You high. see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, because it's interesting, right? It is. Mexico, Mexico. Oh, dude, Sh make it exclusive. It make ear. it the only place where you can get Mexico. Do you think that my like stepfather and like my tios and everybody it's not going to get Apple TV? <laughs> Oye, Joe, how do I turn this on, brother? Yes. ¿Cómo hacerlo? ¿Cómo hacer streaming Apple TV? <laughs> they would make that work. Yeah. That's my point. That's really interesting. And that's not a huge price tag. It's big, but hey, you got to, you got to, you want to play big? You got to, you got to spend big. Apple TV can literally go up to every single Liga MX teams and buy them out. Right. Right. Very they got true. The they can be like two or three, right? Yeah. They don't, they, they don't want to do that. I get that. But here's the reality, right? That, to Fabi's point on her paper, it just makes so much sense, you know, to be the 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 power, you know. Yeah. Like, imagine if they made MLS. I mean, they, they say though, it might hurt them or whatever, dude. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, again, if I was them, that's what I, I'm thinking about. Yeah, and, but, and it's uh, all about getting subscribers. Like, if Apple TV yeah. does a big thing, we want to get You're, from a hundred thousand, whatever the number is, hundred thousand to five hundred thousand. You got to get big properties. And, and That's why uh, ESPN Plus got UFC. That's why a show like Ted Lasso is good for Apple TV. That's or the point. And that's Peacock gets NBC. You need that big push so it makes it soluble. And, and that's exactly what she was pointing out, right? Like, so think about the other programming that Apple already has that they could continue to incorporate. Because they could do like those, like you know, uh, sitcoms or like you know, like Ted Lasso type shows. Right, based off all these other programming, like they have the resources, they have the tools. It was just interesting. I thought that I share that with you. I like it. No, this is that's something different, and I think it's a great idea. Maybe it happens, and if it happens, we're getting a piece of that pie. I hope she gets an A, <laughs> and we get a piece of that pie. We get a piece of that tortilla <laughs> galan. All right, we'll be back. I'm gonna do a full USA recap, but I just want to get you a little flavor. By the way, a Chucky Lozano almost scored a goal. And I heard a big roar from outside, so there's some <laughs> El Tri fans here, because there's a big bar here, and then on the outside is a bunch of restaurants and stuff, which are, and they're, uh, it's into it, they're into it. We had to ask for these TVs, they're all in Laker games going on too, but the Lakers stink, so hopefully people aren't going to be too into it. They do, am I saying something you we don't know? The Lakers stink, we're in LA, I said A lot it. of drama, a lot of drama. All right, we'll be back much more of the Soccer OG. Thanks for tuning in, we appreciate your support here and on YouTube, check out El Tri online as well.
What's going on, everyone? I decided not to do another segment from a Tony P's. Please check out Tony P's. It's a fantastic bar. It's in the marina. Beautiful views. Great food. Good people that work there. Clay Guido was there, UFC fighter. Did I say that already? Yeah, he was there. It was very cool. So I wanted to come home, and I'm not really into these emergency pods. You know, they're not emergency, but like midweek pods for a bit. Maybe I'll get into them. I think they're handy. I like when other people do it. Uh, I used to, I like to wait for my my weekend pod and keep it pretty uniform, you know, just like making a bed. But after what was gone, this is a long day for me. I just want to tell you, uh, Joe Rodriguez of L3 Online, that guy's the real deal, Holyfield, man. That guy set up, if you haven't seen it, please check out the Soccer OG on YouTube, Max Bretos, or go to L3 Online. We had a joint uh, live stream. The internet crapped out so this guy pieced it together we had to do like hot spot here and hot spot there he had his switcher and his audio board he had three guys that came out of the kindness of their heart to help him out looking at stuff online there was there was a lot there was a lot on that production three cameras and he did it and I would put what we did up against a lot of people. I think uh, I, it's all about giving people options to watch things, no? Because maybe the national audience thing is not your cup of tea. And we've seen it with YouTube folks, uh, these companion shows, which are great. And the reason you know they're great because people are tuning in. That's, uh, that's a lightning uh, rod moment when you can have these uh, YouTubers or podcasters. And I've seen it with Scuffed. I mean, this is self-starting stuff. And guys like Yank Report, who I was on, on YouTube, they get a good following. 11 Yanks, Tactical Manager, you know these guys. Total Soccer Show. I have so much respect to start from scratch and build an audience. And people follow these guys. That's what it's all about for, uh, not influencers, but, you know, content creators. <laughs> not influencers. We've been told to use the word influencers because I was watching this documentary called Ascension. It's on Paramount Plus, and it's, it shows you the workforce in China. Really interesting. It shows you from the bottom jobs all the way up. And there's one job where they're like front desk clerks, and it's talking about influence or being, being an influencer or being influenced. And there really are people that do want to influence, and there are people that want to be influenced with their content. And they're not going to give you their, they're not going to be influenced at the drop of a hat. You have to earn it. But people are earning it out there. I know I got off on a tangent. So I want to recap what we saw here in match day 11. A lot. A lot going on with regards to what we're seeing. We'll talk about the United States. A lot to be unhappy with how the U.S. uh, entered this situation with the game in Minnesota. Because we're hearing reports. Well, we'll start with the U.S. and we'll trinkle down to some other things. The reports of two Honduran players uh, dealing with hypothermia. I knew something was up when the second half started, and I didn't have the audio on. I'm sorry, I was at I was at Tony P's in Marina del Rey. Get yourself a mai tai and a screwball shot for six six dollars. Well, not the mai tai, but the screwball shot. Have you seen the screwball shot? It's like uh, fireball is like that shot, but now screwball's got like a peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter flavor. I'm not a peanut butter guy. 
So I wanted to have a I wanted to have a beverage when I was there, but we were working so hard. Just getting back to what El Tri Online. The, he, this guy's a rock star, Joe Rodriguez. So check out El Tri Online because the Mexican public in the United States is the undiscovered country, and what everyone's going to be competing for. And El Tri Online knows how to do that. A lot to be unhappy with the United States. That game should have been moved. Even at the last minute, it should have been moved. But they didn't. They didn't. And I'm not going to sit here and complain about the weather, which everyone did nonstop. It was really, it was, it was, it was beyond the pale. And I was guilty of it too, because I had some tweets and so forth with weather stuff. This, but after a while, like we got to play the game. Let's, as a as a gathered media, let's talk about the game. Damn the weather! Let's talk about the game. It's massive. But that's not our fault because this is we were de- dealing with an unprecedented situation. So I knew there was a problem. I go on these tangents. I'm sorry. I knew there was a problem when Buba Lopez, the Honduran keeper, didn't come out. And we saw what happened with Matt Turner and the look on his face. I'm like, this is, we knew the goalkeepers would be affected. If you're on the bench, you can bundle up. If you're playing, you're running. Hypothermia? Hypoth- can you imagine going to the doctor's office and say you have hypothermia? You're going to crap yourself. I never want to have hypothermia. Hypothermia is one step away from frostbite. Frostbite's one step away from death. Am I wrong on this? How could this happen? They put people's well-being at risk. It's so upsetting. It it makes me physically ill that they wouldn't do that, that they thought this was a good idea. That's the thing about U.S. soccer. We'll, we'll talk about criticism, but for if something happens to one of these players, it's on you. That shouldn't be a... All the, the weather that we were told about, it, it didn't even come close to what we saw. The field sucked. The, the hitting of the ball was terrible. And these players were gallant. The United... And I'll give the U.S. soccer some credit. Hondurans were more affected by this than the U.S. Hondurans were more affected by it. They wilted. So in, in that sense, it was uh, competitively, uh, a, I'm not going to say wise, wise. There's no wisdom here. Uh, it was a sporting move. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm really at a loss for words for that. But Honduras definitely struggled more with, with that. And... I've never seen anything like that. We probably won't see anything like that again because it's a unique circumstance to qualify for the World Cup in January. You know the weather was going to be bad. When you when you schedule this, you're like immediately holding your breath saying, okay, it's going to be bad. How bad will it be? Well, it was really bad. Now, there's a lot. That's the top part here. Look, with, with Greg Berhalter... I've defended him a lot. I think he's done a good job. And when we look at the players and the way he's brought them along, I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. Every player that the masses have been screaming for, get him in the game, get him in the team. He has brought them along the same way. Look at it. Come into camp, get a few minutes, play a big game. Start, start again. That has happened for a variety of players that were on the periphery. We can even go back to Brendan Aronson. Should he be playing? He played, he started, he got in there. Tim Weah, same situation. Gianluca Busio, people were screaming, why does he get his... He got in there, he played. 
Daryl D gave in the summer to a lesser degree after the phenomenon at Barnsley, but he's come, he'll get his chance. Chris Richards starts he starts games. He, he's become maybe our best defense. Well, actually, you know, Miles Robinson, Walker Zimmerman. Man, Walker Zimmerman. What a rock star that guy is. Rock star. Scoring a goal. Chris Richards comes in and starts. And now Luca De La Torre starts, and he will eventually play more and more. And people go, why don't you start sooner? I go, no, how do you know? How do you know that this isn't the right time to play every single guy? If we threw him in the Canada game, maybe. We don't know. We don't know. We can't argue this because we don't know. The good part is he's in the camp and he's playing and now he's, he's brought in. That's how it works everywhere across the world. And he did a huge solid. He was really, I just love the way he goes. He's got a great mode he moves forward. Now, Luca Della Torre is uh, a bit of an enigma. You don't, you don't really, he doesn't look like other players around the world, the way he plays and goes, which is good. You can't really, I was trying to compare him and I didn't know exactly who. People were saying uh, N'Golo Conte. And I'm like, yeah, but no. That's not a good, I, I, I am, if you know, please reach out to me. Comment me on the Soccer OG on YouTube, Max Barretos. That'd be a good spot. But he got in there. His technical skills still need a lot of work. But he serves a purpose. And he's another element in the midfield. As is Kellen Acosta. So the big story coming in was Christian Pulisic. I thought it was a bad move to bench him. But that shows how stupid I am, right? It was a brilliant move to bench him. Because this is a huge dilemma for the United States moving forward. Huge dilemma. Who takes set pieces? For the entire World Cup process, they did not score a set-piece goal. Did not. Christian Pulisic moves to the bench, and he's taken all the set pieces. And I looked at the Chelsea books, and when we talk about set pieces, we talk about penalties, corners, free kicks, indirect, direct. Chelsea's books, seven players have taken one of those, none of them named Christian Pulisic, from Mason Mount and Jorginho, to James and Ziek and Werner even has. Ben Chilwell has. Christian Pulisic is not. He's not taking set pieces, but he takes set pieces here and they haven't been good. I'm not telling you that Kellen Acosta is David Beckham here, but his set pieces led to all three U.S. goals. At this point, I do want to say, I don't know what's going on with Honduras. That was disturbingly bad how... The Catrachos have fallen. I've talked to Carlos Pavon. I have a lot of Honduran friends. I mean, I have more Honduran friends than I care to mention. I, I wish I, <laughs> it's, they're, they're coming out everywhere. They're good people. My friend Marvin, my name, my friend Choco. Hondurans everywhere. No one can explain it. How is it? Maynor Figueroa and Romel Kioto still lining up for this team? I know there's talent down there, but it's just cataclysmically bad. Everyone's pushing Honduras around. So we got to take this USA result with a grain of salt because Honduras stinks. <laughs> but still, Acosta's free kicks were good. They were really sharp. So the dilemma, getting back to that, is do what do you do with set pieces? Christian Pulisic's going to come in. Do you let him take set pieces? I thought it was interesting. When he came into the game, he didn't take set pieces. So that was kind of telling. Now, what's plan B? 
Luca Della Torre took one or two, I think. He definitely took one. Acosta's proven to be your best plan B. But your midfield's kind of set, right? Musa, Adams, McKinney. McKin- I'll get to McKinney in a second. Who do you sit? It's got to be a midfielder for a midfielder. Uh, Acosta kind of fills the Adams role. And look, I don't think Adams... Tyler Adams is great, but... And Acosta's way, so, way too inconsistent. But you need set pieces because guys like Christian Pulisic, Weah, Aronson are going to win set pieces. You've got to be good in set pieces. That's what this game told us. Something's going to have to change the midfield because at least for the time being, I want Acosta in these next three games. I want Acosta in Mexico City, set pieces, altitude, thin air. I want Kellen Acosta. That's the other thing. In those conditions, you're not supposed to hit set pieces well. Kellen Acosta did. I'm not saying again, Kellen Acosta is David Beckham. But he delivered in a huge spot. Huge. Luca Della Torre was my bronze medalist. Kellen Acosta was my silver medalist. My gold medalist was Weston McKinney. And it's all about consistency. Same performance. Same, same, same. Gives you the honest effort. The only thing about Weston McKinney, he can't be so nice, right? He's Mr. Nice Guy. He needs a little mean streak. He can still be nice, but needs a little mean streak. If someone pushes, he goes, nope, not taking it. The guy is our most consistent player. The guy is our best player. The guy is our most important player. He is... We don't deserve it to have something someone come up like that, especially when you go back to September. And he was asked about September. There was a media member who asked him about September. And my first instinct was like, why are you asking about September? That was so long ago. But the answer was really, really good. I wrote it down here. I want to ask him. He was asked about the September situation. He goes, it was a learning lesson. Important that I put my head down and work. I struggled for a bit. I felt like I let people down. I wanted to rebuild relationships. Has he not done, I mean, all those things are true that he said. It was an honest answer. We love honesty. But what an answer, what a response from that quote and then what he did afterwards. Weston McKinney, man, you are an inspiration and you make me emotional. I cry, I've been crying so much. I've stopped drinking a lot, so... Not that I drank a lot before, but I've drank less. And I, it's been replaced with way too much emotion. I, I think that's it. <laughs> I start crying at the drop of a hat. But um, he's been tremendous. So it was a good performance. Real quickly, looking around what else happened in CONCACAF. Because the USA gets a big result. Uh, Canada... Canada is the envy of CONCACAF. How long have USA and Mexico... And their fans go, why can't you win in El Salvador? Why can't you win in Costa Rica? Why can't you win in Honduras? Hey, it's really hard to win in these places. This is CONCACAF. It's unlike any other place. Yeah, but, 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 but. Canada has gone in this window and got nine points. Nine points. I think Costa Rica got seven, right? Amazing. Nine points with two road games. They went in and they won in Honduras. I know it's Honduras. Still, that's places that Mexico and USA struggle. They went in and beat El Salvador. Controversially, they got away with one. But they're getting calls because you know what? They probably deserve it. Because they're the, as the great pro wrestler Dusty Woods Rhodes used to say, they're the bull of the woods. 
Dusty Rhodes, Bull of the Woods. They are doing what we've always wanted to do and, and kind of make it look pretty routine. So Canada haven't qualified, but they're very close. We need Canada. I want Canada to do well at the World Cup. We need them to skyrocket in the FIFA rankings. I don't think they'll get into pot two. They'll probably be in pot three, but better pot three than pot four. Am I right? They should be in pot three. Especially, I mean, they're going to be in the 30s ranking-wise. Nine-point window, they were at 40 coming in. So, I'm. that's the, I mean, when those new FIFA rankings come in, and you could laugh at the FIFA rankings, but they're important. They are important. I want to see where Canada drops because they were in triple digits we, we talked about. Mexico problems. By the Hector Herrera, what am I missing? Hector Herrera is a really good player maybe a couple years ago. He had a shocker, and then Tata Martino saying he's the most important player for Mexico. Mexico was slow, pedantic, you name it. They brought in subs. Their bench was, you, I was talking to the L3 online guys. I go, the bench looks great. And that bench came in. Juliana Rajo looked great. Lainez got the penalty. Dubious, but not a penalty that we're going to sit here in outrage. I feel bad for Panama. I really do. Panama may miss out on that fourth spot because of Costa Rica surging behind them. If I had to bet on it, I think Costa Rica catches them, which is good for Costa Rica. But Panama has been such a good story, but it's World Cup qualifying. It, it wasn't a penalty, but it's not egregious. But Mexico gets bailed out when they they were they were doing well in the second half. They were starting to perform. But that's what I'm saying. The subs made the difference. Raul Jimenez gets a penalty goal. He missed a sitter earlier. And there was... It, Chucky Lozano gets injured. I mean, this is becoming his... Uh, uh, when you talk about Chucky Lozano, this is what you say. Injuries at this point. It's a shame. He should be Mexico's biggest talent and hasn't been able to get on the ground, off the ground in the last two years, really. So Mexico emerges as a massive win. Azteca, granted an empty Azteca, doesn't feel like a fortress. It's going to be packed for March 24th. We can't wait for that game. It's going to be huge. The big game that remains, is it March 27th? USA hosting Panama in Orlando. USA with the result there they gets in. Panama almost needs to win it to have any shot, I think. It depends because both Costa Rica and Panama play Canada. And it, I, I think Canada is going to play a strong team just because they're, they want to keep momentum. But they don't have to at this point. They've qualified. And it looks like they're going to qualify first. I've worked at ESPN. I've worked at Fox Sports. I've worked at Sky Sports. I've worked at WWE. I've covered many, many sports. There is nothing as fulfilling and satisfying as covering these World Cup qualifiers in CONCACAF. There's so much stuff going on, for better and worse. I want to say one last thing. I forgot to say it earlier about the U.S. We can be critical of the U.S. soccer for putting this game in Minnesota. We can be critical of Greg Berhalter saying they dominated and were more physical than Canada. Let's not go overboard. So this photo, this video of Greg Berhalter embracing some of the fans, should he have done it? Absolutely not. But are we going to get up in We can't get up in arms about everything. We can't. I'm on Twitter and everyone's like, ah, outrageous. I'm okay to be outraged. There's enough to be outraged about, but not outraged about everything. Enough. I know it sounds crazy because we wanted to be, hold the USA accountable, but we can hold them. But 
going to a, in a flip moment to go over, we all make these mistakes. Let's relax. That's what they do. I mean, it's a it's taking a photo that in his mind is two seconds. Should he have done it? No. But I'm watching. It's, everyone's like, it's like the ambulance chasers and come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, I'm just getting. I tell you, man, this stuff turns you upside down. It's so fun to talk about. The Soccer OG. Check out the Soccer OG on YouTube under Max Bretos. Check out the Soccer OG podcast. This one and the library will be back this week and plenty of good guests. Thank you for making me whole. It means the world to me for everyone who listens. I love you guys. We'll talk very soon. Placido Domingo.